Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another episode of Money Honeys, where we, Freddie, Chantel, and normally Devin, are talking all things money moves, professional negotiations, and burning career questions. Ooh, can't wait. Devin <laughs> unfortunately had a scheduling conflict and couldn't join us today, but she's also excited for this episode because we have an amazing guest, Melinda Lee. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I mean, I literally guess we could have added a sound effect. Yeah. I didn't we'll have to, see. Like, my own. <laughs> Our sound effects in the budget. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> uh, Melinda Lee is a media and technology vet, having led many companies and brands through the digital media, tech, and content convergence. Throughout her career, Melinda has demonstrated an empathic, people-first leadership style that champions both diversity and sponsorship. Prior to joining Stage 10 as Media Network President, she was a senior executive leader at notable companies like BuzzFeed, hey, (laughs) where she served as its first chief content officer for their media brands, and legacy publishers like Meredith and Hearst, where she led the digital content strategy for the international brand portfolio and video studios, respectively. Need I say it again? Come on, resume. (laughs) Come on, resume. Miss Melinda Lee is mm-hmm. a badass boss. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Ooh, can't wait to meet. Uh, well, I've met, I've met her many times. Yes, we know her. But it's been a while. I haven't seen yeah. Melinda in years. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see her and chat and really go in depth just about like her story too, because I feel like yes. a lot of most of our conversations was about her champion. What most of our conversations were about her championing Ladylike and how to build us up as a group and a brand. Yeah. So I'm really excited to kind of just like flip the table and see like what her story is and help to help to, you know, (laughs) hopefully influence and and share and show our show. I basically (laughs) (laughs) we're getting it, Robin. (laughs) I'm excited for Melinda to come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Melinda is basically a like a success celebrity to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like she just she makes these career moves look effortless where I'm like, it's truly uh, what is this resume? This re- is out of control, you know? And so we're going to ask her all things about getting the job, keeping a job and leaving a job. Ooh. It's all in art form. It really is. It, it is really, all in art form. It really is. There's a there's a nuance to each part of it. Yes, yes. And I feel like any any conversation that I've had with Melinda, be it in person, be it a DM, it's like you just walk away feeling like, ah, oh, what a fulfilling conversation. <laughs> what a fulfilling <laughs> message that I just received. <laughs> and so it's like, how do you... Like, how do you walk away from uh, different jobs and stuff also feeling that way where they're like, ah, oh, Freddie, if only she wanted to stay. Exactly. You know? And I'm sure that's what most jobs yes. felt about Melinda. But yes. I guess, I mean, she'll tell us her stories. She'll tell us. <laughs> <laughs> After the break. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but first, Fred. How are we doing this week? Any any updates? Any more DJ purchases? So this week has been pretty low key, mm-hmm. money wise. Um, no new DJ equipment purchases just okay. yet. Okay. Actually, yes, I did. Oh. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> True fans will know yes, Fred is yes. on a DJ hustle at the moment. You can yeah. catch her playing all around Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, all over the city. <laughs> Just a girl playing music a gal in the city. In the city. <laughs> um, well, I bought a microphone. Ooh! And I bought some. Uh, I bought some carrying cases for my speakers so yeah. that I can carry them around to gigs safely and they yeah. won't break and things like that. So they weren't big purchases, but they were like you know they were purchases. I probably yeah. spent about two hundred collectively on both. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm slowly chipping away at almost like kind of like my DJ starter kit mm-hmm. of stuff that I'll need for gigs. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. What about you, Shanti? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I took a little trip. My best friend, Julie, and I. Shout out, Julie. Um, I don't know that she's ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> She just never once commented, like, love the shout yeah. out. I don't, don't think she's listening yeah. to it. It's okay. But you and your best friends can listen to it. <laughs> um, her and I went to a show at Red Rocks in Denver, which was a bucket list moment for me. One of my favorite bands, my little white boy band, yeah. Bleachers. I've never heard of them. I'll play you some of their stuff. You'll like, it's just good ass music. Okay. And a lot of the lyrics, it, it feels like it's like, oh, like happy cool, fun, like, pop songs, but they're all about grief because he lost his sister at a really young age. And so it's just, it's the happy, sad, that really is just, that's where I live. It's up your alley. I live in the happy, sad, <laughs> where I'm the, like, the hurt's so good. What's type the show of stuff. that you keep trying to get people to watch that's really sad <sighs> that no one will watch? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For years, I've been like, Freddie, here's a show that you need to watch that I know you'll never watch because it's too damn sad, but sorry for your loss. Yeah, it was a Facebook watch show. Don't know how it got to Facebook watch, but it was Elizabeth Olsen pre all the like Marvel era stuff where I first fell in love with her because she's so damn good. Anyways, it's all about loss. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us next week. We... <laughs> Update: Still haven't watched the show, but it's on the it's on the extended list. The ex- the extended <laughs> list. It's on the B side of recommendations. <laughs> That's such a clever way to say I'm never going to watch it, but... I mean... 
That face I might. Away. If this is the thing, I like Elizabeth Olsen. Who I do. So she's I'm so intrigued. great. Yeah, she's just not on social media. Yeah, doesn't care. She's like, what's a meme? Is it is a, are meme and gifs the same? <laughs> <laughs> and she just like actually means it. <sighs> Anyways, so yeah, I went to Denver, um, and then aside from that, I've just kind of been like, all right, what's my what's the next sort of like kind of career move that I want to do? Been doing branded directing for a while, and I'm just like what's kind of that next step. And so that's why I'm really excited to also just be talking to Melinda about her career and how she's navigated her career. Because it's like, you know, we could all learn a thing or two or three or four or five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have so many just career questions as well. Because yeah. it's just kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like she has a lot of experience almost kind of switching lanes. Yes. You know, I, I feel like she hasn't she hasn't stuck to the same exact type of career path yeah. with all the things that you named. Yeah. So I and I kind of see that for myself as well. Like I kind yeah. of see myself in a few different buckets. Yes. And I wanna know how I really want to know how to make that like work for me. Yeah. You're a so. bucket girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good old fashioned bucket good girl. Old fashioned. Yes. <laughs> So, without further ado, let's bring out Melinda and talk money moves after the break. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba da ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. We're back. We have our guest Melinda Lee officially in the studio with us. Hello, Melinda. Hi, Melinda. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, thank yeah. you for coming. I know it's been really long time since I've seen you, so this is the I feel like just the perfect like catch up sesh, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And this is such an honor. And honestly, I love this show. So I'm just so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, you're just you just always been our little supporter. Yes. <laughs> always. What did we do? What, what did, did we, we do to do? deserve? <laughs> what not to support? You two are brilliant ladies. Thank you. And you just keep on keeping on, which is amazing. So I am excited to catch up. Ah. Uh, yes. Thank you, Melinda. So we very obviously think of you as an incredibly successful mo- woman, which you are. Um, and I'm curious, 
How would you describe your career and what's gotten you to where you are? Wow. Um, I mean, I guess just it's been really unpredictable because mm -hmm. I, I would say that I started out in my career um, as an attorney. And I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, I had not a clue. Yeah. An it's, attorney. It's, yeah, I, I keep that under wraps. <laughs> so you went to like law school. I did go to that. law school. Yes, my parents. My parents are immigrants, mm -hmm. and so they were like, "Okay, you need to study hard and try to be a doctor or a lawyer." Mm -hmm. And I, you know, medicine wasn't for me. And I always loved entertainment always loved media but you know from where like I grew up I just didn't have access to any role models in the mm -hmm. space so I went to school became a lawyer and I don't know it just um, it didn't fit me mm -hmm. and so I had a career change really early on like when I was mid-20s and to me that was the biggest deal ever because it was like oh my gosh I'm gonna leave like this this job that I I mean, I guess it was a dream, not that it was my dream, mm -hmm. but it was a dream. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and you think that once you achieve it, everything's you know gonna be okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like life all of a sudden is like done. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in it. I just, I just wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And I knew something was up. And I kept finding myself still interested in media. So um, I ended up getting like an offer for, from MTV as a freelancer. Mm. And so for me, the agonizing of, oh, should I quit being a lawyer or should I and go be a freelancer where at the time it was a $30,000 pay cut. Mm. And to me, that was a big deal. It was yeah. like, it's a big what deal. do I do? And it was like, and at the time, it felt like a life or death situation. Like, oh, no, yeah. I don't want to make the wrong decision. Yeah. Right? And honestly, when I look back now, it it I couldn't have gone wrong either way because mm -hmm. all of it was, you know, a time of learning. So um, I ended up leaving my role as an attorney, went to MTV, a month later, lost my job. Because the show that I went to got canceled. <laughs> no. I know you lying. No, 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 no. Lost it. But I managed to make a good enough impression that um, they hired me back as a staff position oh. for another network. And so I left being an attorney. I got into licensing at MTV. Mm. And then eventually, I just took anything that they would give me. And mm -hmm. that's how I actually ended up with the experience in digital media. Because it was the department that most um, folks didn't want to work on, mm. right? Because everybody wanted to be a part of broadcast yeah. TV. That's where the money was. Yeah. Especially like MTV, very yeah. like heydays of MTV. Yeah. yeah, it was a very cool place. Yeah, So it was, you know, so that actually turned out to meet my dream come true, mm. right, at that age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's, you'll see in different, I think in different age groups, you'll have different dreams. Yeah. And, and um, for me, wow. that was a realization of, of one of my dreams coming true. And I just took anything that they would give to me. I was in licensing. Um, at the time, that was not a cool area to be in. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, sort of like, okay, you're not in law. And what is rights and clearances and, and mm. whatnot? And now you, you look you look at it now, and it's like, oh, intellectual property. Mm -hmm. Wow! If you actually have a franchise or something, you know, that you own the copyright to or trademark to, it's mm -hmm. something that you can continue to monetize. Yeah. So that's how I actually learned, um, you know, and got my foundation in media, which was MTV. And then after that, I left. <laughs> <laughs> so this, well, this all was in New York, right? Yes. Okay. So the yes. you the the 
the the firm you worked at was in New York. Right. As it was well in North as, Jersey. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then I mm. went into New York and it was like someday I will be here. It was yeah. really just over the water. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then and then I ended up there. Yeah. And like I said, it it was it was really hard for me to make that decision, but when I made it, all of a sudden waking up wasn't so hard anymore. Yeah. You know, I started to care about how I spent my time. Yeah. Mm. And um, so it was very much a career match for me. And I never left media, even though I've changed roles mm-hmm. um, in, you know, with different companies and in different capacities as well. So I've kind of grown in media in different ways. I no longer do licensing. Um, I'm more on the creative business side mm-hmm. uh, of things, which is is my true love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I gradually found my way to where I always wanted to be, um, even though, you know, I started out as an attorney initially. I love it. I think my favorite, one of my favorite takeaways from what you just said was like, and I've never thought about it this way, but it's so true. It's like you can have different dreams for different parts of your life. Mm-hmm. Like you can have one dream in your 20s, you can have a totally different dream in your 30s, mm-hmm. a totally different one in your 40s, mm-hmm. and it's okay to go after each of those dreams. That doesn't mean that you don't have direction, it just means you have a lot of different goals yeah. and a lot of interests. Yeah, even a different dream in high school, different dream in college, yeah. you know, Yeah. all of that. So then, can you imagine having a lot of dreams come true after a while? <sighs> I know. Like That's looking cool. great. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to last forever. Yeah. Like you're right. actually, you know, sometimes, have you ever been in a situation where you're sitting there and you're like, you know, I never thought I'd be here? Yes. That used to happen to me all the time yes. at MTV. Yes. That would happen to me at BuzzFeed. Yeah. Like, because I remember, you know, we got hired as interns and then fellows, and then you hope to make full time after that. And I remember it being like, oh, I'm an intern. I just really want to be full-time here. I hope that I can do it. And then I, I got it, and it was like, oh, my God. A I dream come it. true. Like, like that was the that dream of that moment that just happened. And being able to, like, to realize that and say, oh, yeah, th- this is what I wanted right now. And then sit in that and say, okay, what's the next dream? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's perfectly I think normal and I think it's great I think it's a great place to be in to be able to look back and say wow like you know I never thought I'd be here Mm -hmm. this is amazing here's the next thing I want to go for yeah and you may or may not accomplish it but when you do it's like whoa so this is what Mm -hmm. it looks like from here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's okay you know you can keep going it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be the same dream and only one dream forever right I think I've always thought of it as like career goals and milestones yeah and so that just feels a lot more like i have to achieve i have to do it versus just versus like like oh this is my dream I yeah really want this. i There's love just something so much warmer about, about the term dream versus yeah. like goals yeah or my, it really it really <laughs> like what it, are your goals is so different than like well what are your dreams, dreams. yeah oh, oh, yeah <laughs> i'm so warm <laughs> Look at us already. I know. We're dreaming big. Oh my <laughs> dreaming big. I love this so much. So then what does what does success feel like to you? Being able to look back and then be able to reflect upon the decisions that you made and also if you can be proud of that person that you were while you were on that journey. Mm-hmm then that's pretty great, right? Yeah. So basically it's this whole idea of like future you, looking at past you, right? And being like, oh, yeah, those yeah. were the right decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm actually like pretty proud of that person. Yeah. 
She did the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And and like even just even to the, I mean even to go as far as to say like yeah I did this. I was kind to people along the way. Mm-hmm. Like I did. I achieved this in an ethical way, in a moral mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's cool to just think about the way in which you achieved as opposed to just achieving as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I get bogged down a hundred percent in my achievements or feeling like well that this isn't I wanted to be doing this by this time or I thought this would happen faster but it's like okay as long as I'm kind of just doing the work that I feel like I need to be doing and then also recognizing the work that I've done to this point it's like Mm -hmm. all right you know what I'm just doing it. it it worked for me before it can continue to work for me now. I think a key of that too is doing a little bit of self assessment, mm-hmm. you know, where, or maybe a lot of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's looking at, okay, what do I think I want to do? Again, there's no wrong answer. And yeah. I think that when um, people are high achievers, you know, and I think you both are, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, I just want to make the right decision. Yes. And I want to go for it. And here's <laughs> the plan. And I, I'm ready. Point me. Yes. Right. Yes. And and it, I think that if you generally know where you want to go, the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> right? what's, the, what's the bucket for now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, OK, do I want to do it now or do I want to eventually do it? Mm-hmm. If it's something where it's more of a long term plan. Right. And I don't want to say goals, but you can say long term goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then it's like, OK, well. Just so, I mean, every time I look, I do this weekly, by the way, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I want to do in 10 years. And that's that's an arbitrary number, okay? It could be mm-hmm. 20, it could be five years. But I look at that, and then I'll set, like, my weekly goals to be like, okay, I still want to be that person, yes. And I, so in order to do that, what can I do this week that'll just make sure that I'm on track? And then I put it in my calendar. I really will. So let's mm. just say it's something where it's like, okay, I I want to build up my personal relationships more because maybe I've been just working a little too hard, mm. right? Um, what I'll do is I'll take a look and it's like, okay, who haven't I talked to in a while? Because I want certain kind, wonderful, amazing people in my life to build to, to, to just to make me feel warm, like mm-hmm. you both did, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and then be able to say okay, like, what am I doing this week? And then I put it on the calendar and I'll give somebody a call. Or if somebody reaches out and they seem pretty cool and they seem like that, you know, they're interesting, they're kind, then I might just, you know, reach out to them and be like, do you want to do you want to go for a walk around the neighborhood? Mm, Right. And, mm -hmm. And I'll do that on a weekly basis just to like put that in the calendar, for instance. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you look back a year from now and it's like, oh, wow, you know, like look at look at how far I've come, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just you know, an example. There's other things. Like if it is a career thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, it's like, okay, I really want to, I don't know, direct or I really want to be a producer, mm-hmm. um, but I'm doing this now, I'm writing now, right? It could be, okay, what's the one thing that I can do this week to just set me on that track too, mm-hmm. right? While I'm doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. 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 It's really great advice. Yeah, I love even just mapping out the like, oh, I want to like spend more time with some friends in these coming weeks because it's like that's the type of thing where it's like, oh, but I need to be like working on this thing yeah. or I need to be doing this. But you're so right that when you look back on your calendar where you're like, 
Oh yeah, no, that's when I got that amazing dinner with Freddie. Yeah. That's when I caught up with Curly, you know, all all that type of stuff. And that's the stuff that really I I feel like that happiness is kind of longer lasting even mm-hmm. than it almost energizes career stuff. you. It, it almost really energizes does. you for the career stuff. It does. You know. It's like, ooh, we were talking about my script. I'm gonna yeah, go home and write it. Exactly. Versus <laughs> <laughs> just being like <sighs> yeah. Uh, it it just helps enrich your life a little bit more. Yeah, you know, and it, and also you know when you think about work life balance, I wonder if really the goal should be um, work life integration, mm-hmm. right? So you start to look, how would my life be fulfilling? And mm-hmm. assuming career is part of that, and then yeah. assuming you know the things that you also want in your life, you know, is is part of it as well. The two could potentially integrate, and I think that's like. The bre- like that that's the coolest right yeah and, and I think that that's actually a, I think fulfilling for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. are yeah. you so are you one of those people who kind of lives and breathes by your calendar <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I am yeah I mean I'm moving into that direction for sure yeah I think when I started doing um, the the kind of like the overall life assessment and what I want to get out of like if I look back and I'm like, okay, that was a full life. Mm-hmm. When I started doing that, that's when I started to um, break it down into, okay, what can I do? You know, this week, mm-hmm. um, I started to then put it on my calendar, mm. and so then it was kind of it, it was a big deal, right? It was just like anything else. It's like, nope, this is a priority. And so um, since then, I've really been working off of my calendar, and it's been you know a really great way to sort of document the yeah. the little pieces that yeah. you forget about. And then you look back, and it's it's, it's like a it's little like journal. Like, yeah, I did all these things. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. So cool. Do you have two? I'm, I'm really getting into. The, <laughs> I'm getting really into the nitty gritty of the calendars. <laughs> do you have two calendars? One business, one personal, or do you have one? Same. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I now have yeah. one, but it's because I don't work at a company, so I don't have a work email. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, here's the one. <laughs> I'm like, you know what, Melinda? I feel exactly the, the same. same. We do the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> but mine is choiceless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Melinda, I want to talk to you about three key things of getting the job, keeping the job, and leaving the job. Yes. Love this breakdown. <laughs> Chantel, you killed it with this outline of this episode. <laughs> So you've been a president, a vice president, and of course an employee. In job interviews, what are some key things you look for in future employees? I look for, man, it really actually depends on the role, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So oftentimes when I'm hiring for roles, the company has certain goals that they want to achieve. And so when I I meet folks, I want to hire folks that, we know can be successful there, right? So I always start there, and I and I look at the team, you know, and it's like, okay, what? How how do we make this a little bit more diverse? Um, you know, what are the and, and I mean that with skill sets too, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, we have a lot of 
extroverts. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be a good balance. Somebody who's a little bit, you know, more introverted. And but when they speak, wow, yeah, <laughs> it's insightful, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I also think that that's a really great growing experience for those who um, may may not have the experience of, of being with a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will I will look for the fit for for the job and also. Luckily, you know, when you're hiring for roles, oftentimes you'll know where the company wants to go. Mm-hmm. So because you can sort of see a little bit into the future, mm-hmm. when I'm meeting people, I will assess whether, you know, I, I think that they can grow to be able to meet those needs or not. Mm. And I know that feels like that, that felt like a fuzzy answer. But it really, it really depends on what the role is for and what the company needs are for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then if you're an employee interviewing, would a good question to ask maybe be like, what what is the overall direction of the company or where, where are you guys planning to take the company? So that then you can also in the interview find out like, oh, yeah, I really want to be a part of that and then kind of tailor your answers yeah. to that. Totally. Right. And, and then even in the example that you just gave, Chantal, which was great, it's like if you're asking those questions for the interviewer, oftentimes they should give an answer. Yeah. Right. So one great skill is being able to listen, mm-hmm. take that information, and then be able to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then how they respond, and with 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 you know what details that they want to set forth, I think also just helps mm-hmm. as far as alignment mm-hmm. and being able to you know for both of you to really realize if if it's a fit or not. Right, right. It is. And I think that I think it's pretty known that it's important to like when you go into an interview for a job that you also have questions prepared to ask your interviewer like, you know, okay, you have all these questions for me, but I also have questions for you. That's Mm -hmm. very important as well. I actually saw a tweet the other day that was like, um, (laughs) I just thought of it. (laughs) (laughs) This one girl, she was like. Um, she was like, I think it's so interesting that jobs, when you're applying for jobs, they ask you to send three references. She was like, well, I would like some too. I would like to speak to three happy employees, please. (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree? Like, do you think that that's, so what say you? (laughs) I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think that when we're when we interview folks i think that they should also be interviewing us mm-hmm. because ideally you want it to be a fit like nobody wants everyone to be putting on a, a different version of themselves and then all of a sudden for it to be contentious mm-hmm. no like that's not fun yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah. so yes i i think that they should talk to other people within the company mm-hmm. um I usually will, if, if it's a really strong candidate, I, I want them to speak to other folks, mm. you know, in, in the organization and to ask them questions and for them to get a feel mm-hmm. for the company. Yeah. yeah. So that's the right fit for them. Yeah. Mm. I love that. I've actually never done that. Me I've either. never. I've never. <laughs> it never once occurred to me yeah, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's great advice. I love that. Yeah. Um, how accurate would you say sites like Glassdoor are for folks who are trying to determine like the proper pay? I think it is a data, it's a source of data, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that when you're trying to figure out um, what your market value is, you should 
really try and access everything that you can. Mm. So I would definitely check out sites like that. Yeah. I wouldn't make it totally like the letter of the law, though. Mm -hmm. It's a data um, point. It's a data point. Mm -hmm. And you can get other data points in other ways, right? So mm -hmm. I think... Um, you know, talking to people who have similar roles, maybe at a competitive company, mm -hmm. it would be good to get an idea there mm -hmm. as far as what comp is. Uh, mm -hmm. Another is if you if you know who the hiring manager is and what role that is. So let's just say that's a vice president in, in marketing mm -hmm. uh, for this type of company. Then, you know, if you talk to other folks who also have that role, then they might be able to share with you generally what the salary band is. Mm. And you can get an idea there. Mm -hmm. And the more you can talk to people who are similarly situated, mm -hmm. I think I think the better because then you can get a range. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you and you are including hiring managers in this as well. Like reaching out to hiring managers at other companies and asking. Like yeah. that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, no, I would say. Oh. <laughs> I would say. Like, knock on the president's wait, wait, wait. door. <laughs> I, I would say that would be great, actually. <laughs> that would be a fun world. No, I, I, it's more that um, chances are you probably know somebody who knows someone yeah. who would want it, who would be really open to talking to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I usually make a point, you know, if, if um, I have a friend of a friend who is interested in getting into a certain, you know, position or role, I'll share some information for sure. Just mm -hmm. to, you know, and I won't give like confidential information, but yeah. I'd say generally, here's the range that we worked with. Yeah. yeah. Then again, we're a mid-sized company or we were a large company or we were a startup. Yeah. And then you start to really get an idea. Yeah. You know, of, of what people are paying. And mm -hmm. so you can feel more confident, I think, in, in negotiations in that way. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for people who just don't feel comfortable asking other people, you know, how much if they happen to be in a similar role, like how much they're getting paid? Because I think it's like I think that people are actually more open these days to sharing mm -hmm. their salaries but I still think there's a large group of people who still don't feel comfortable asking. Mm -hmm. And like I have friends who are like that and, and it's I think that there's there's something to that. I think that there's, you know, we've been almost conditioned to like believe that that's a rude question to ask. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. Do you have any like specific advice for people who are just like, ooh, especially if they don't know that person that well, then asking how much they make <laughs> in that role just feels a little like, eee. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> and I think I think that's why I was I was saying if you can if you can target that person's manager. Mm. You know, even at other companies, just to chat with, Got you know, it. then then there you'll get that information. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. To just kind of get some intel for yeah, you. Yeah. Right. Um, I've done that quite yeah. a few times in my career where I haven't known the person that I may go work for, mm -hmm. but I knew people who knew that person. Yeah. And LinkedIn's really good in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and sure. and then I got information and it was it was great. You know, it, it led me to the right decision to actually move forward. Mm -hmm. Um which which, you know, at that time I I didn't exactly know how to approach it either. Yeah. But it was just, it was a friend of a friend who asked someone for me. Yeah. Mm. Right. So maybe that feels a little bit better. Yeah. Right. I think there's a lot of different avenues you can take. Yeah. Um, Even asking, like, do you know what some, the range for someone in this role versus like how, how much, much you make you, it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just be like, if, you, <laughs> if there's a range. If there's a range. Yeah. You know, because then they can be telling you their salary or not. Right. Because I feel like sometimes when it, 
if you're like, what's the range? Or like, the range is like 75 to 80, and I'm making 77. Then it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes when you ask for s- s- something slightly different, then yeah. they give you the specific yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially when it comes to money yeah. stuff. Like. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know what you're asking. Here it is. Versus, yeah. and versus being like, oh, you're putting me on the spot. Right. I'm making this. And usually they will. I think yeah. people will generally say it. Yeah. But I think you just want to maintain, like, the respect yeah. and, like, the boundaries. <laughs> but I think that that, I mean, I think that that makes it, like, making sure the wording is, like, appropriate. And, right. and even just, like, thinking about the relationship, like you said, you know. Right. Um, if it's a mutual friend or something like that, generally it's fine. So yeah. I would say don't be too scared. I think that's yeah. the takeaway. I think so. Yeah. And, and it's also doing doing some research, too, because understanding if it's a large company, a mid-sized company, a startup, and then talking to folks and saying, generally, do you know how much, how, like, what the range would be for mm-hmm. this kind of a role? Mm-hmm. And then you'll start to get, you know, more data points. And, mm-hmm. and of course, there's there's always Glassdoor, there's LinkedIn. You know, yeah. I know that they're trying to get some salary uh, data in there as well. So. Mm. Yeah. And I know you even talked to me in the past before of like just how interviewing at different companies can all even if you interview and you're like, OK, this isn't the the company that I want. But in interviews, you can get the salary range there, too. And so mm. it's just like making those comparisons of like what you're saying. Oh, a large company that I interviewed at. This is the range. A smaller one that I interviewed at. This is the range. Mm-hmm. And even just using interviews as like. Uh, market research yeah. type thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good idea. Never yeah. thought about that either. Yeah, wow. even if it's not your dream job, you know, it's like having the conversation, going through the process. It, it's it's a great way to, again, self-assessment, mm-hmm. you know, to figure out, okay, would I actually move in this direction? Never thought about it before. I didn't think so. But here's some real, like some wonderful positives that came out of me moving forward. Mm-hmm. And also you're getting more information on the market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Melinda, <laughs> so say you get the job, right? You've, like, done the research. You're happy with, you know, I guess you're generally happy with the salary range that you're going to be offered, X, Y, Z. Are there any packages that someone should be asking for in an interview process or in terms of, like, you know, the offer, right? Like, a relocation package if you live in another another city or, like, are there any other, like, random packages that people don't think to ask about that they could very well receive? Well, relocation is great, especially if, I mean, now that everyone's going back to the office, I think, I think that's coming more into play. Mm-hmm. Um, more vacation time. Because mm. companies do look at that as, as comp. Right. So Mm. if you have two weeks vacation asking for more, you know, like maybe an extra week, um, if they can't actually uh, meet you where you want to be with your salary. Never would have thought of that. Literally never. (laughs) What? So if the number is not where you want it to be, you can kind of not make up for it in other areas, but there are other areas where they can make some be flexible. Yeah. Easier for them to wiggle on. Yeah. And because, like, Americans, like, don't take vacation anyway. Right. So they're probably like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, well, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Wow. Extra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then there could be, depending on the company, equity. Mm-hmm. So there could be, you know, X amount of shares in the company. So that could be something, um, maybe a higher bonus, mm. um, you know, percentage. Say they can't meet you where you want to be number-wise. Is it... 
inappropriate to like ask for a bonus then at the end of the year like no. say they don't do bonuses <laughs> say bonuses is like not a thing like not even like in the conversation they can't meet you salary wise but you say okay if you can't meet me at 90 could I get like a 5k bonus at the end of the year or something like that if you hit certain goals if or I something said, like yeah, that yeah yeah totally mm-hmm. okay again it depends on the company but a lot of a lot of startups maybe they just don't have it in the budget but yeah. then if they have a good year mm-hmm. then I think you know trying to negotiate in hey if we hit a certain target mm-hmm. can I then get some sort of a bonus you know at that quarter mm-hmm. or at the end of the year yeah right so if, if like your job description is like you're expected say like okay your team gets five million views and then if you're like hey if we hit seven million views can i get this bonus percentage or you really yeah. get so creative with it yeah but we don't even know the things that you can get creative on right exactly <laughs> i mean in a really good uh, I, I think a, a way for you to try to figure that out is as you're researching the company, because if you're going to join it, you're going to research it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to research the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. They should be telling you what their goals are and what's important to them. Yeah. Right? So then at that point, you can start to have an understanding, one, of their strategy, where they want to move forward. And then two, what you know what you can negotiate on so it's like if we really if i can really get you there mm-hmm. <laughs> can i can i can i get a bonus yeah you know and and see see if they um if they they'd be amenable to that mm. so good flex time you could ask for that and uh, oh, what's flex time what's flex time you- <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's sort of, you know, it's saying, hey, I can give you this much of my time. I have these other interests as well. Um, this isn't meeting me where I need to be from a salary standpoint. Um, can I work X amount of days? Oh. I mean, from now, it's kind of hard to talk about work from home. Yeah. Back in the day, though, that used to be, like, really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, until it wasn't. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but that was something that oftentimes people would also negotiate. You know, mm. and, and for those, you know, for those who have families and being able to have certain times where, you know, they could they could do personal things, I think, mm-hmm. also means a lot to, to some folks. Yeah. So that could be something that, that you could consider, you know, bringing up another is being able to work um maybe do another you know have another gig as well yeah mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna say i said mm-hmm. i actually have a few friends who have been interviewing lately they're not meeting the salary that they want but they're like okay so if you can't meet the salary can we nix any kind of exclusivity clause out mm-hmm. of the contract so that i can work freelance jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> outside of this and it not be an issue or a conflict of interest type right thing mm-hmm. yeah you can carve out those things yeah yeah you know especially especially if it's not exactly what you want but mm-hmm. but it's a lot of what you want mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right and, then and like, you want them they want you yep. you know versus if they're like ah, we don't know about you and you're like so here i am yes i would love <laughs> i would like give me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like okay bye we don't want you that bad <laughs> so you kind of, basically you kind of got to read the room yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fred and I are like coming in hot. Yeah, coming they're in like, hot. They're like, ma'am, this is a two-day freelance gig. <laughs> you have the list, right? Yes. You open it all like, <laughs> uh, I mean, these are already such like amazing things that I wish I knew so long ago, but just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to keep diving into now uh, keeping the job as well as leaving the job. Mm. 
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back with Melinda Lee, and we're jumping into the nitty-gritty of all things career. I want to get back to real questions, but first, I want to know if you have any funny career horror stories, like stuff that either you or an employee did that made you think you were on Punked. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> we love Goss. Yes, oh my we love. Gosh. Give us a tea. You know, with that question, I, nothing really comes to mind, and that makes me sad because I'm like, what? I'm like, why can't I think of anything funny? It should be around. I don't know, like workplaces where it's funnier. I, I have, I have like some stories where they were funny to me at the time, but mm. they're like horrifying now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think back at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my first gig as an attorney, um, you know, we, we're doing that. Uh, you know, the the a work trip uh and i went with one of the partners and um he had said to me okay well come pick me up um and then we'll go to the meeting together mm-hmm. so we we're staying at the hotel you know nothing nothing nefarious going on mm-hmm. <laughs> i i walk over to his room knock on the door and he answers the door in a towel <laughs> this is a partner of the law firm that oh no! Oh, I hate that. I'm mad about it. I hate that. How old were you? I was like 20. I was mid-20s. I, I was oh. young when I was an attorney. I, I was a younger attorney. Oh, that um, is wild. Yeah. Oh. Right? That's like something from out of one of those sexual harassment. It is. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those things where you're like, well, that's un- that'll never happen. That's unrealistic because it just seems so obviously right. a form of like <laughs> sexual harassment. Yeah. Where it's like in the tape. Yeah. Yes. We all have We're to like, take it oh, when we go. Don't to- <laughs> whisper things in people's ear. Like that's what it feels. Yeah. Like. Right. Oh. But at the time, I was like, that- it was. Funny, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, this is horrifying that, yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah. What did What did you even do? Like, were you just like, okay, I'll be waiting outside? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. What would What if if something like that happened to you now? What would you have done? Uh, if it were to happen to me now? Yeah. I mean, at this point, with with all the wisdom that I have, yeah, yeah. I say, well, this is inappropriate, but I probably yeah. wouldn't. I probably wouldn't pick them up. At right. The, I like. I probably would be like, let's just meet downstairs. Meet you, yeah. right. Not that there's anything wrong with that, right. you know. Especially if it if it's mm. if it's a coworker where you know the yeah. the, the boundaries are there. Yeah. Um, I just uh, you know it, it, I was I was early in my career and I just didn't think that that could even happen. Right. Well, I wouldn't have thought that I, either. I never would have. I mean, I would have been like, yeah. okay, I'll pick you up from the room. Like, I'll meet you. Like, especially if it's on the way. Like, yeah. We'll yeah. meet, we'll walk downstairs. So, yeah, yeah I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Melinda right. showing up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know. But that's exactly the, I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah. 
You're like, did I the time <laughs> wrong? Where didn't I say we? <laughs> yeah, you told me. He's like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be one minute, you know. But it's like, wow. All yeah. Right. So I just waited outside. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, that that is true. Just the boundary being like, oh, actually, I have a call. I'll meet you downstairs. Yeah. So that it's not even like, let me go pick up the partner of my law firm at his hotel room. Yeah. Even though it's like, when we say it out loud now, it's like, oh yeah, let's let's do something different. But at the time, it's very normal. Even like when we would be on trips with Lady, like it's like, oh yeah, just like pick me up at my room, and we would do that. Yeah, you know, exactly. With coworkers, it's not. <laughs> yeah, and we might have answered and tell us <laughs> very different situations because we're fucking late all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears a little bit from your <laughs> from the partner in the towel. <laughs> so I've had friends who were offered. OK, so I've had friends who are already in a job. Right. And they're offered a job title bump with the promise of a raise to match later on. What do you think about those types of situations? Like, would there be a legit reason for an employee to do that? I, I would say that depending on the company, Right. Um, there could be a reason as to why they can't give the salary bump at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just that maybe it's not in the budget for that quarter. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's more budget coming in the next year. Um, but I, I think it's great if they're getting a, a you know a title bump for sure. And I don't think that it, there's anything wrong with asking. You know, oh, w- would this also include comp? Mm-hmm. Right? Would this be a different band? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then and then getting an answer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that if they if they value enough, value you enough to give you that title bump, you must have been doing a pretty good job, right? Mm-hmm. So I think also as part of that, having having a transparent conversation as to comp and when it could be coming and why not now is is perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Is it ridiculous to ask for it in writing? No. Okay. It's not. Yeah. No. You could just say you could say okay, well that's great. I mean, listen, I this would mean a lot to me. Do you mind just, you know, sending me an email and and just saying that this is something that that you're working on and that we're hoping that it could come through by this time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's really anything wrong with that. Yeah, the idea yeah. is that they value you. Yeah. Right? So th- that could be a reason with a smaller company. With a larger company, there's more of a process involved. So that's where, you know, it, understanding why the mm-hmm. two aren't, you know, coming at the same time will be really important. Absolutely. Because mm. I just, I don't want people to get, like, bamboozled and hoodwinked mm-hmm. with, like, accepting the title bump, accepting more responsibility, mm-hmm. and being promised comp later on that, you know, either will come or won't, and maybe it won't even really match the amount of work that that person has been doing since accepting that title bump. You know what I mean? There's so mm-hmm. many different layers. Yeah. I think there's so many different, like you said, reasons why companies may not be able to pay immediately. So that I do think that like that email idea sounds like gold to me. Right. Yeah. And, then, and just being like, okay, so then you think by next quarter we'll have the budget. Okay, perfect. So then... I, I feel like at that point, you know, me now, probably not me when I was 25. Yeah. But me now would be like, okay, is it cool then if I check in at the end of the quarter to see where things are with that comp? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So it's like just asking enough to like get a timeline so that you can be like, yeah, exactly. Okay, add it to the count. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Is there any reason that an employer would give as to why they can't raise your comp to that you'd be like, oh no, that's just bullshit? I guess if they don't give you a reason. Mm. And, and and you have to listen, like you'll have a sense of where the company is. Yeah. And if the company is killing it and you're sort of like, okay, so I, I, I you know, I have a title bump, but but no raise. I mean th- that doesn't that doesn't totally make sense, right? yeah. even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just you know even just a gesture, mm-hmm. because the idea is like with that title bump, it's it's like hey you're doing a great job, here's here's a promotion, mm-hmm. yeah, right, and then the other piece of it is is that, or it could be something else like maybe a, a, some sort of a perk or, or, or something, but the idea mm-hmm. is really just showing that they value you and, and, and your good work. Mm-hmm. So um, I I think that. Yeah, it could be. It could be very suspect. It could be just exactly what what you know, Freddie was saying, mm-hmm. where it's just like oh, I want to keep you around, but yeah, you know, we don't we don't want to raise the salary to be this amount, or else maybe everybody else will ask for that too, and we can't mm. afford it for everyone else. But that's already a sign of things not being great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. also just feel like these are signals, right? Yeah, yeah. I also just feel yeah. like a lot of times companies will use like. A cupcake party to, to like <laughs> congratulate you for the great work that you've done and it's like okay yeah. but this doesn't pay my bills baby <laughs> yeah. I don't a cupcake party can't pay my rent in cupcakes I don't need a happy hour on Friday <laughs> <laughs> right and that's that's when companies I mean we could we could get onto a whole other topic but you know that that's when you really have to define what 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 is a good culture yeah yeah it's yeah. more than cupcake parties. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, it's it, how do people feel when they show up every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what do they find re- like at rewarding mm-hmm. and valuable, right? Um, and then being able to create an environment where you know it's not that you say it, you, you see it in the actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. even for those kind of like title changes and stuff, that's where a lot of the negotiation can come into play that we were talking about earlier where it's like, okay, well then maybe can we negotiate this type of bonus or my flex day or, you know. Maybe anything you missed in the initial Mm -hmm. job negotiation, you can pull back out. (laughs) You can pull back out when it's time for those promotions, which is a really good idea. Yeah, and even just asking, because it's like at that point you're at the company, you have coworkers. Yeah. Even if they're not like your bestest, closest friends, to be like, hey, I know you got a promotion. Can I ask you what that went like? Because here's what they're offering me. Like, if maybe if you share first at that point, then, yeah. then they're like, oh, yeah, actually, that is really similar to what they offered me. And that checks out with like the people you're asking. But if they're like, oh, no, I got a 10K raise, then it's like, oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another signal that you have. I have to tell you, I always assume that everyone's talking to each other. Mm. So, so like you know, I assume that yeah. if you know, if if we're talking about a raise and you get X, that you'll talk to one another. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't. I don't. And I think every employer should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially the in these. Like, yeah. It's like really, right. do you think that people aren't going to find out because they are? Yeah. People talk. Yeah. At one one point or another, they wind up talking. Mm-hmm. So, Melinda, Miss Melinda Lee. <laughs> so, 
So I have a question. I have, so I know some people who I think, and this is like kind of all over. I have friends from college who operate this way. I have friends that I met in LA who operate this way. You know, it's still very much, especially with millennials, this age group, like I think that we're still a little bit nervous about the idea of negotiation and there's still some stigma around it. Mm -hmm. So what happens if you're like, you know, 10 years into your career, you look at your, you know, financial growth over that 10 years and all the jobs that you've had and X, Y, Z, and you just like realize that you're not exactly where, you know, you thought you'd be financially at this point because of maybe you're, you know, not knowing how to negotiate along the way, feeling too nervous, like, you know, the the reasons can be countless, but like, what does that person do? Like, how can... If you realize like a little bit, you know, later into your career that, oh, man, like I, I, you know, I could have been doing this differently. I may be in a bit of a different spot. How can I course correct? Mm. What advice would you have for them? Wow. Um, I actually think that uh, that that makes me sad because I think that oftentimes women just they don't feel comfortable negotiating. Mm -hmm. And so what can happen is you end up just getting like pay increases based off of what you originally Mm -hmm. negotiated. And then X amount of years later, you're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, people who are coming in now are making more than me. Mm -hmm. And and that's not uncommon. Um, I think that what some folks do is they will, again, kind of take a look at the market, have conversations. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe another offer will come their way. And then just being able to take that back to the employer and say, you know, here here's Mm -hmm. what I'm being offered Mm -hmm. in the market. And, you know, can you match this or exceed that? Yeah, I think that that's perfectly, perfectly fine. And it happens often, especially if you've been there for years and years, Mm -hmm. right, where all of a sudden you're behind in the market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is really just, you know, looking at all the things like like writing it down. Right. And going and saying these are all the things that I'm doing. This is what the market pays for it. So you don't even have to have an other offer, right? Mm-hmm. You can say, can you can you adjust my salary? I've been here for five years. Mm-hmm. You know, the only problem is I've been here for five years and as, you know, as being rewarded for my loyalty, I'm actually, you know, behind. Yes. Mm. And I do think that a good company is noticing that though, mm. right? Yeah. And maybe ones that are just too busy to notice. Right. <laughs> put a positive spin on it. Um, I think that you're doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. And and I there and you shouldn't be shy about that, right? Because if you're coming into that company now, you would be getting a higher base. Mm-hmm. So that just it needs to be adjusted. Yeah, yeah. Is that a conversation you have with HR or your boss, or both? You could do both. Are you comfortable? If you're comfortable with your boss, yeah. mm-hmm. you should have that conversation. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, that's a great relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, if you can talk about salary and you can talk about expectations you Mm -hmm. can talk about you know what the market's like someplace else Mm -hmm. um you know and what they're paying and then being able to really get uh, a transparent you know answer as far as your trajectory Mm um hr is there hr's job uh, i've never worked in hr but what i can say with my experience (laughs) with hr is you know their their job is to serve the company yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah that's what they're there for is Mm -hmm. to protect overall Mm -hmm. um the company and the company's interest but if you're bringing this up to them, you know, again, what it, if a company is actually paying under market value, they really do need to look at that, mm-hmm. you know, to stay competitive in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can, that can start to, you know, filter 
in a way that hopefully can can you know change the company for the better. Yeah, if in regards to negotiations, going a little off book here, <laughs> uh, where I feel like there's kind of a lot of confusion of even like the demeanor that you should have in a negotiation where it's like, oh no, just come in there like how a dude would do it or just come in mm-hmm. there, like come in super hot, you know, whatever. But it's like, what, that also doesn't feel like the right approach. But then you also don't, and this is just stuff that I know women are constantly thinking yes. about of like, how do I seem powerful, but I don't want to buckle, but I also want this, but then I don't want to come, I'm not a dude, I don't want to come, you I don't want to be seen as difficult before we even start the job. Yes, like. and so it's like kind of the demeanor wise, especially for like a salary increase, or if you are like, hey, here's all the things that I've been doing and why I need a pay increase, like what, what's the best type of demeanor to have? Yeah, it's, it's really layered when you're a woman and yeah. if you're um, a person of color too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the most important thing is to figure out how you feel the most um, powerful, how, mm. how you how you feel the most um, yourself mm-hmm. and comfortable being able to ask for the things that you deserve. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take on somebody else's style. It probably mm-hmm. won't go that well. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And it's true. Um, I think, you know, the, the stereotypical alpha male, mm-hmm. you know, negotiation type is like, I'm coming in high. Yeah. I'm going to come in low. And then yeah. we're going to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And you do have to read the room a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes I've been in situations where that's happened, where someone came in really high, mm-hmm. said they had another offer. And I'm like, no, I really can only pay this much. So good luck. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually called me and they're like, you know, I've reconsidered. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's try this again. Yeah. yeah. I didn't read the room. You're like, right. you didn't yeah. have yeah. a reader. Right. Yeah. I mean, even then, it was, I mean, if you did, great. Right. Take it. That's yeah. a great offer. Right. <laughs> I can't give that to you. Yeah. I haven't, like, like we, what we said before, I have this much in my budget. Yeah. This is all I have. But, I can, yeah, I can work yeah. something else out. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. right. So, um, but I, I think that if you're in a situation and you're 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 trying to you know get up get up the courage to 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 make that ask, I think doing a lot of research first and and you know laying it out. Here's all the reasons why I should be paid market value. Mm-hmm. So even think about what I'm just saying right there. It's right. like you're getting what really is is owed to you mm-hmm. yeah so but some of us are shy yeah yeah right or some of us don't feel comfortable asking and you're in a great situation when you have upper management recognizing what you're doing and just Do, doing it for yes. you right yeah. but, that's the but ideal scenario <laughs> people aren't in that that situation yeah figure out like how you feel the strongest with, with your voice right mm-hmm. like who's me when i'm asking for these things mm-hmm. because i either just got a bump you know in in, in salary or, or not salary a, a bump in title or they value me enough mm-hmm. and then and then just ask but give the reasons as to why you know yeah. you don't have to come in with a certain attitude it's it's mm-hmm. it's you know everything that you're laying out it's facts yeah like if you just come with facts and receipts mm-hmm. that's it there's really nothing yeah I think there's also a really powerful thing in just calling it like market value. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> being like, pay me what I'm worth. Yeah, it's like, it's well, like, no, actually, I did the research. This is the market value, even within the company. Yeah. 
and here's what I'm not getting because then it's yes. like, oh, market value. It, it feels like it takes the proper amount of emotion out of it. Yeah. So that what you, the rest that you can give them is how you're feeling about stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But but it's all there, right? The mm-hmm. facts are the facts. Mm-hmm. You're doing the work. Mm-hmm. And this is what you should get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if they don't, ask why. And, yeah. it, and it's a conversation that needs to be had, mm-hmm. right? And then and then that'll be really telling as far as, you know, the, the reasons as to why. If you're getting word salad where it doesn't make any sense at all, that's yeah. not a great sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or if they just won't negotiate and you're like, okay, but I'm like a great employee and all this stuff, then a reevaluation. They'll probably lose you. Place. Yeah. 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 And yeah. also if they're just like not willing to negotiate at all, really, mm-hmm. you kind of know what kind of, well, you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, you do you want to work for that company? Probably you not. You do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Your future self will look back and be like, great. I'm glad I found out then. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So that brings us to leaving the job. You've determined now that it's like. Okay, maybe I maybe I should leave, maybe I shouldn't leave. You're kind of questioning it. How do you know when it's actually the right time to leave a job? Uh, again, it, it comes down to that whole self-assessment and the things that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. right? Your in, dream. In life. Your dream. Yeah. Your dream. Is it still your dream or not? Yes. <laughs> right? And, and then once you've done that assessment, then it really is about, okay, um, Let's just say I have another dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is the timing now for me to move because things are think like the market's right? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that can wait? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then it's looking at the situation that you're in. Are, are, are you happy to wake up? Are you still learning? Mm-hmm. And if you are still learning, are the lessons that you're learning ones that you want to be learning? Right. <laughs> wow. Right? Or is it like, oh, here I go, learn stuff the hard way again. Yeah. I'm learning I should have left a long time yeah. ago. Right? Yeah. So, so again, these are just really just tools to kind of look at mm-hmm. situationally where you are, mm-hmm. right, and, and where you want to be. And, and I think that will help point you in, in the right direction as far as timing, mm-hmm. right? Um, another thing, too, is looking in the organization itself, um, you can sometimes see your um, your trajectory there if you look at senior management. Yeah. Right. So yeah. in a way, like let's just say you're you're still learning stuff, but you're like, is this is this for me? You know, te- like for me to keep on moving up, or mm-hmm. should I try this other dream? Right. <laughs> or, like this is the trajectory for me here. I know that that person is where I can go to. Do I actually want? to be doing what that person is doing. Can you see yourself there? Mm-hmm. Right. And that ha- has always been really powerful for me. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've had fun. I, I you know, oftentimes I, um, I've worked in, in different jobs at different companies and um, I will be having a lot of fun, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, oh, we're building, we're doing cool stuff, mm-hmm. you know? For the most part, no one hates me. <laughs> like, for me, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look at senior management and then I will try to picture myself there. Mm-hmm. And if that's no fun, if that's not a version of myself that I that I necessarily wanna wanna be, mm-hmm. then I will just keep chatting with people, see if there's other things going on, mm-hmm. and then maybe you know see if there is another dream. Right. Um, that that's something that I've done a lot because right. when you look at who who the top level 
is at companies. I, I have to say I've yet to ever see a company that doesn't in some way mirror the CEO and senior mm. management. Mm. It trickles. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. But that that is such a great tool of like, oh, <laughs> where it's like, okay, I probably will be at that position like five years from now. Hmm? Do I want that? Are those people happy? You know? Or they might be, but would you be happy? Right. What is, I guess, the trajectory or what's like the best advice for like maybe jumping across industry lines? Mm. If you realize that maybe you like what you're doing in media, but you want, say you're a... For example, I don't know, maybe working in traditional media, like ABC, NBC, and TV space. Like, say you're like, oh, I like this, but sometimes, I mean, whatever. <laughs> sometimes these companies just aren't paying at the level that, like, tech is paying, hmm. for example. You know what I mean? But you want to kind of stay in that space, but you kind of just want to move over to a to a, just a more lucrative lane, mm -hmm. which I think everyone agrees is the tech space. But you don't have any experience in tech. Mm. How do you make that like how do you navigate that mm. yeah I actually did that I so I when I back to MTV <laughs> um, I you know I ended up um, learning the digital space they called it new media at the time right and it was just media. anything that wasn't linear TV yeah. yeah and then they were like Melinda will do it um, and and I did and I learned a lot about the industry that way mm -hmm. um, and then at the time this was like the mid-aughts so it was startup tech mania. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, ooh, I was, I, I'm this number employee. Um, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. I, I remember getting my chip at BuzzFeed for like the number employee yeah. that I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and so for me, a, a mini dream at the time was, you know, I, I really want to go work for a startup. Mm -hmm. It's kind of funny now. It's like, I want to go work for a startup. <laughs> well, that's no. amazing. That's how I, yeah, that's I how wanna, I felt. I want to be yeah. in an open space. space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. I want and pizza. <laughs> I want to play ping pong. Yes. Um, that was so cool. And, yeah. and so I, um, so they were starting to hire from from traditional media as well, um, some of the some of the really well funded startups, and I, I I really wanted to be in tech, and so I left my role at MTV to go work for a startup um, from the guys who they they created Kazaa and Skype, and this was like their oh, third oh, video nice. yeah. peer to peer yeah. um, startup, <laughs> and I was number seventeen, mm. um, and that was like I. I can't wait. These are smart people. Yeah. Um, some of the smartest people in the world. And I did learn a lesson eventually that you put a lot of smart people together. It doesn't mean that they can accomplish that much. <laughs> yeah. like, right? there's, there's no one executing. Yeah. Um, and, but, but you know, the, the, the pay was up there. The equity mm -hmm. was there. Mm. Um, I gave it a shot and I learned a ton <laughs> because I learned how to work with engineers mm. and I, I learned how to um, how to really flex my communication style. Mm. I learned how to understand alignment with people who think differently. Um, and, and, and in a way, um, it, it's not really about like building out your network or anything, um, you know, like that. But I ended up meeting a lot of folks that I never would have met had I stayed in media. Mm -hmm. um, how I got there was knowing somebody who was in that space who mm -hmm. I'd worked with mm -hmm. and 
I just worked really hard and, and they thought that I could make that transition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm really glad because that was the beginning of me being able to work with media and tech and content yeah. together, which is kind of where we are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it all kind of happened, but it happened organically. It was yeah. like, I, I'm interested. Yeah. I want to see what that's like. Um, and, and I had friends who were already in that space. So I wasn't, totally. it wasn't like a big abyss that I, I couldn't get, you know, a data point or two from. Yeah. yeah. Going back to that. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, 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 you know, took that leap and that, that was a hard decision too. Like, you mm-hmm. know, not being a lawyer anymore. This was like, oh, I'm leaving. What was my dream? Right. Mm. And then, what it was was I don't know if text my dream, but it seems really cool. So let me figure it out. Right? Yeah, and that just adds again to um, just your experience base, and you do draw from it. Mm-hmm. Every step that you take, you know, you draw from all the decisions that you've made. Hopefully, when you look back, you're you're proud of who you were then. Yeah, you know, yeah. and how you did it. Yeah, yeah, and it and it all kind of builds on each other. Right, and th- that's even just such a good point of like, number one, we should all try to be nice to people because it's good to be a nice person but then the other thing is like also you never really know who like kind of what the next career step you never know who that's going to come from or even people who will treat like treat interns really shitty or treat like assistants really shitty it's like it's it's literally no joke or it's like no one day that person that you think is so much lower is going to be hiring you. Yeah, it's just true. That's right. And so it's like <laughs> it's just so true. And and so it's like not only be nice to them to be nice, but it's also just like it makes sense career wise to just try to learn from people and like appreciate people in whatever role that they're in. Yeah, and I think that also just brings me back to like one of Issa Rae's like prime pieces of of advice for mm. up and coming creatives, which is just like. You know, I think millennials specifically, we've always been like taught and trained to like, you know, find a mentor or mm-hmm. like network up. And it's like networking right. laterally is just as equally as important, if not more. Yeah. Um, getting to know your peers, forging relationships with your peers, because we're all going to end up spread out all over the industry and yeah. you never know what direction it's going to go. And like, obviously, you have genuine and pure intentions, mm-hmm. but it's also valuable to know that y- y'all are there to help each other. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, because everyone who's, like, leaving BuzzFeed now, it's, like, we're now starting to do, like, different things. Yeah. And it's, like, oh, yeah, that that's my friend. Let me text him. Exactly. Or, you know, um, like, my, my network from BuzzFeed is so much larger and stronger than my network from college. Yeah. It's. Like, tenfold. It's <laughs> it's impactful. And, and that's just, that's from a career choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be different different pockets, different buckets. Mm-hmm. So it's um, I find that when you, when you're in stressful situations with people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's good stress or bad stress, mm-hmm. but intense situations mm-hmm. and who you are and how you treat one another really creates a bond. Mm-hmm. And you start to actually um, you, you start to get a network of people that you would love to work with again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing because that means that you had a really great working relationship where you produced some great stuff mm-hmm. and you respected one another. Mm-hmm. And really, whether it's the media industry or any industry, it may seem really huge, but it ends up, you you end up running into people again. Stuff is so much smaller than yeah. you think it is. 
I do have a question. I actually want to circle back really quickly. I know we're like inching up on two hours here. Yeah. yeah this is fun. I, yeah. I'm so like, it's just yeah. such a good conversation. So did you, so personally, I actually have had a tough time in general finding a mentor. Like I, same in this industry i just have reached i've reached out and i know it's tough like i know that it's tough um for people to like make the time and figure out like am i even the mentoring type you know what i mean like i i understand that how important like did you have a mentor in your career and like Mm. did it help or did it not i've had mentors and sponsors right and and i've been really really lucky um i didn't set out to say oh i'm i'm looking for a mentor I just, you know, my, my first gig out of law school, I, I was a clerk, and, and I worked for, uh, you know, the, this this woman judge uh, in in South Jersey, and she took a chance on me, honestly, mm. and, and I, I um, have always been forever grateful. Mm. I've never forgotten her, Judge Ann McDonald. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the folks that have given me opportunities in the industry, I have to say, they've either been women people of color or um, LGBTQ, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, and and again, I'm always thankful for for those opportunities. And wherever I've gone, I, I've tried to create the same ones um, because it, it's not so easy out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that sometimes the relationships happen, they don't have to be your boss. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody that you just have a connection with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they might just be a part of what they're doing might be something that you would like to get advice from. And mm-hmm. I, I think what's also really important is with, you know, me- mentoring relationships, it, it's, it can be, it can kind of be um, a time commitment. I mm-hmm. think if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a mentee, I think one of the things that, that goes a long way is sort of just understanding that, you know, and then being like, Okay, I, I know time. You know, t- time might be hard for you to, um, you know, take the time to be able to do this. But if we could just do something like every every quarter, you know, for me to to chat with you about some of the things that I'm going through, I would love your advice. I think that people um, who are in that situation want to help, mm. and if they just understand what that is. You know, mm-hmm. in just what you're asking for, I, I think that you'll give them a job description. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is yeah. what you Blurred. need? What do you want to mm-hmm. do? That's such good. That's mm-hmm. such a good idea because even like, because I actually don't think that I'm the mentoring type. Just like the word, it scares me. It feels like mm-hmm. a lot of responsibility. It feels yeah. like, oh no, I want to make sure I'm leading you in the right direction. I don't want you to feel like you're wasting your time with me. You know. So then, like, I'm, I just get nervous, but. I don't get as nervous with like the verbiage that you just use. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, would you mind like kind of putting me on your cal, or we can like work together once a quarter just so I can chat. Yeah, just you so, mind just if I just chat. reach out to you yeah. once a quarter and we can catch up? Yeah, and I then, love that. And then be like, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking I want to do this. You've done it, or you have been adjacent to that, and mm-hmm. I would love to just get some advice from you I really admire you know what what you've done yeah. in your career um, and for me I'm, I'm, I'm trying to travel down this path or maybe I'm trying to avoid whatever it is mm-hmm. right and then and then saying you know if we could just keep this you know on the calendar uh, steady and, and I'll come with questions you know and, and it could be however you like video call mm-hmm. phone call coffee yeah mm-hmm. and it's also 
interesting too because I think I also just don't feel like worthy of being a mentor. I'm like, mm. I feel like especially right now, I'm like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. Mm. Like, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm not leading. Like, I don't. I feel like it, it almost feels like the blind leading on the blind and a little. I think we all feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're you. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. and you know all the things that you're working on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when I talk to the both of you, I, I'm very aware of all the amazing things that you've done in your careers. And just as far as, you know, the impact that you've made from our uh, BuzzFeed yeah, mm-hmm. I know that that is a case, right? And then think about all those cases that you don't even know about, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And, and that happens too when you're managing people and when you're, you know, sometimes you're a mentor, you don't even know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, but when you do and you're, you're, you're actually part of it and it is intentional, then, then I think that, that that's a beautiful thing because you're, you're really... <laughs> You're making that commitment to, to help someone, mm-hmm. right, who, who may not even need it. That, that's the kicker, too, is that mm. I, I don't know if I'm a mentor to, to some folks, but I'll, I'll get calls sometimes, and I definitely want to take them, especially, especially if it's from women, mm-hmm. you know, um, women of color, people of color, for, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes guys, like white guys <laughs> will call me, and I'm like, I, and I sometimes I I like you could probably find somebody else that's better suited for you mm-hmm. than it's me. It's like yeah. you don't need. It's actually more in your life. Yeah, you don't need right? me. Right, and then it's the same thing. It's a time yeah. commitment. Yeah. Right. So I I do choose you know the the folks that that I want to make myself available for, mm-hmm. but it's it's really fulfilling. You know, it's like like I said, if you know that you're actually helping someone. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Think about all the people, though, that, that you two have already, you know, made an impact on that you don't even know about. Yeah. Mm. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be scared to do that. That's just that's just inside. Yeah. You knowing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think we all can be pretty hard on ourselves, even sure no matter can. what we achieve. I think it's right. like, oh, it still doesn't feel like enough well, enough right. to help someone. But I think right. that, that even just being a listening ear could be super helpful. Mm hmm. So to circle back to leaving a job, now that I'm all like warm and fuzzy right. again, uh, I'm like, okay, so we're ditching this joint. <laughs> um, if you're planning to to leave a job, what types of things should you get in order for yourself? Like, what do you typically think about before leaving? Well, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I would think about where where you are in life. You know, folks that. Mm that may have a family yeah yeah <laughs> then then that paycheck might be really important right yeah. mm-hmm. so you may want to have something saved up you may mm-hmm. want to it's okay if if you know you're gonna leave but you're still staying yeah uh for for the paycheck mm-hmm. and you're trying to find another job so yeah. that you can land somewhere it's yeah. totally fine yeah. some people are in that situation i think yeah. i think a lot a lot of folks are um, if you're lucky enough where you can, you know, you can just be like, I'm I'm living another dream mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't need a job for now because I saved or mm-hmm. I'm OK. Um, then I think that whole thing with self-assessment, figuring out what you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, the, the you that you want to be in the yeah. future, near term. Right. And then also long term and then taking steps mm-hmm. towards that. Because that's, I guess, the ultimate like mm-hmm. dream, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those goals. Um, so I think being able to say, all right, um, maybe it's not about finding another job, but maybe it is because you know I, I want to learn how to drum. Mm-hmm. 
Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> and then and then put it on your calendar. You yeah. are practicing drumming. Yeah. <laughs> every day from yeah. twelve to two. Yeah. And you're gonna you and you know, three months later I wanna be able to play this song or, yeah. or you know, um or learn I, I don't know much about drumming, but <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's yeah. great and that's cool. But I would say I would say have some sort of a plan mm-hmm. and if it's a plan towards a version of yourself that, that you want to be mm-hmm. that you think might make you happy or you're curious about mm-hmm. then try to try to take steps towards that right any advice for career-minded folks like yourself on something you wish you knew when you were just getting started for me when I was just getting started I thought I had it all planned out I going back to the lawyer days which is so funny because I, I just don't really identify with that with that you know that that career anymore but you know I I was like, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to try and graduate is, is, you know, with the highest grades I possibly can. And I'm going to do everything by this age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was in a journey um, when I was like 24, right? My brain wasn't even formed yet, right? Mm-hmm. It, I think it like finishes forming when you're like 27 oh, or 28. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't know. I, it was I didn't that know that. Old. I, I didn't know. I found that out. It, it, my therapist told me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like really. Yeah. So it's still of course stuff is going to be changing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for me, I thought I had it all figured out, and if I could just do this and accomplish being a lawyer, getting that job, right, that my life was going to be set. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was wrong. I, I wasn't happy. Um, and so. For me, every decision was was like, oh, I don't want to make the wrong one. I got to just be serious and be focused, mm-hmm. and then everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's like I never really knew what everything was. What, mm-hmm. what is that everything is going to work out? You yeah. don't know enough about life yeah. just yet. Yeah. So what I wish I knew at the time was that any decision that I made as far as getting experience you know, in career or in meeting different people so that I can learn more about myself Mm -hmm. would have been the right decision. Mm. (laughs) So it's not like, oh, you know, I I, I come across folks a lot where it's like, this job or this job? I don't know which one to take. And, And, you know, now that I have like some years in between, I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, give yourself a break. And, Mm -hmm. And it's like, experience and mm-hmm. if you find out you don't like the gig you can always quit yeah, <laughs> yeah. you and, leave you just leave and, and now you know how to leave yes <laughs> and now you know how to leave and here's yeah. the other thing that i think people forget is that you can leave and this was this was a really great piece of advice that i got when when i left mtv to go to that tech startup mm-hmm. um i was like oh a huge decision <laughs> new trajectory <laughs> and and this one woman who actually was my mentor, she was assigned to me, said to me, I wish you wouldn't go, but you can always come back. Mm. And I was like, mm. you're right. Yeah. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So then if you're, what are some like tips that you do, even if it's like when it comes to like an exit interview, it's like, how honest should you be in an exit interview? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like you leave jobs so so amicably where it's like, yeah, you can just come back and it's not weird if you come back because you haven't trashed the place, obviously. Yeah. You know? True. 
sometimes people do trash the place and sometimes come back. It's I've seen that happen. It's strange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I think again it comes down to to how you um, feel the most comfortable mm. with with you know this ver- the version of yourself that you know looking back future you is like I'm glad I said those things right, right. as opposed to what when you're kind of lost in the moment like let's just say you're leaving because you just you don't feel like you were valued mm-hmm. right um if if you put a frame on it where there were the happy times and then there were the not so happy times probably what really happened is somewhere you know in the middle somewhere but if you put on that that frame of okay like when i was happy what would i say mm-hmm. right and then how am i feeling right now okay mm-hmm. if i'm not feeling great it's like this is what i would say mm-hmm. and then feel like where where you feel the most yourself but mm-hmm. i i always like to put myself a little bit in the future mm-hmm. where i'm like when i look back at this day cuz obviously it's a, you know you're leaving a place so it's it's a it's a milestone it's like what how would i like to be able to reflect upon how i acted then hmm. and is that someone that i want to be able to be like hey i'm telling a story when i left this company and um and i said you know these things because mm-hmm. they were true mm-hmm. and it either helped the company or maybe it, it, it didn't because no one listened to me but i'm glad i said it yeah mm-hmm. Oh, what think, an amazing conversation. Yeah, this I, has been so great. I'm so illuminated. I'm like, huh, maybe I want to get back into a full-time I job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, now that I've well, now that got I have, these tools. Yeah, now that I have the tools. <laughs> now that I'm going to negotiate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I took a full-time gig. I don't work on Friday. Yeah. I have a 20% bonus. I have this. I have 10 weeks of vacation. <laughs> now that I don't work on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, it. I love happen. it yeah I love it yeah oh thank you so much Melinda yes thank you, you so much are for a being delight. here with us yes it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys again yes. yes thank you so much Melinda where can people find you where do you want to be fa- do you want to be found do you <laughs> <laughs> good question I mean you can find me on LinkedIn Love it. Mm-hmm. That's appropriate. Yeah. For this conversation. Yeah. Melinda Lee on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. if you just type that in, you'll 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 see me. Um, mm-hmm. I have an Instagram. Love that. I don't use it a whole lot, but you know. Yeah. What's yeah. your What's your Instagram handle? My Karma Rocks. My Karma Rocks. <laughs> Cute. Yeah. I like your I love the it. food posts that you do. I'm always like, what's Melinda eating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I eat a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And That's that, a wrap. That wraps up our interview with Ms. Melinda Lee. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Shanti? I'm feeling great. Yeah, I feel really good. Yeah, I feel how I always feel after I, I chat with Melinda. Yeah, I mean, is Melinda our mentor now? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> I think she's our mentor now. But she didn't sign up for Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we hope you guys learned a ton today. Please yes. use these tools when, you know, considering new jobs, talk to your peers, talk mm-hmm. to people in the space, mm-hmm. do your research. You have so many resources out there. Make sure you use them so that you can really, you know, come out better on the other side. Yes. Yeah. And rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. <laughs> and tell your friends. Tell your friends and tell your boss to listen to this episode. Yes. <laughs> We're also on YouTube, y'all. Don't forget. Yeah, if you want to see our cute little faces, (laughs) you can catch us on the YouTubes. Until next week. Bye. Bye.
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.